This is the FBCG Live podcast with Pastor John K. Jenkins, Sr. Today's message is titled, Glory in the Midst of Tribulations. The Lord grants promises through faith. Wherever you're joining us from, we pray this message encourages and empowers you in your daily walk with God. All right, Romans chapter 5 is where I want to preach from for a few moments today. I want you to open your Bibles to Romans chapter 5. And let me read these first five verses, and uh, we're going to be walking through this. It says, verse 1, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. And hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Wow. I, I want to I wanna go back to verse number um, Number three, and I want to highlight, let me just read uh, a portion of verse three. It says, and not only that, but we also glory in tribulation. Jot that down. It's the title of my message. Glory in the midst of tribulation. That's what I want to talk about today. Glory in the midst of tribulation. That's, that's what the subject is. That's what I want to talk about today. Allow me to talk about this for just a few moments. This, this particular week, the various preachers really, uh, really, really gave a theme. They were disconnected from each other, but they, I mean, they didn't know each other. They didn't talk to each other, but they really uh, gave us a message. Uh, on Wednesday night, Pastor Reginald Sharp Jr. talked about this too much. Oh, my God, did he preach this too much. Uh, he just talked about the challenges that we face in life that you feel sometimes it's much more than you can handle. On Thursday night, Bishop Rudolph McKissick Jr. came and followed that up with a message entitled, I dare you. I dare you doing all things um, uh, really, I, I, I forgot what it is, dare. I forgot what he, what he said, but it, that, the title was dare, but he had an acronym for dare, and I, I had it on my tongue. When you get old, you forget stuff. You can't remember. And uh, I forgot what the dare stood for, but he, he challenged us to be courageous uh, and to, to, to stretch out and trust God even in the midst of whatever it is that you're facing. Friday night, Bishop Jakes talked to us about a crown of thorns talked about the fact that you can't get a crown unless you have thorns. They, they go together. If you, want a, if you want a crown, you're going to have to experience the challenges that, of a thorns, of trouble, of challenges. And yesterday, uh, in his training session, he talked about uh, stretching and not being stressed while you're stretched. So, and, and all of these messages really go together. I mean, it's talking about the challenges and the issues and the problems and having the courage and the ability and the wherewithal to endure and go through and to have the courage to go through and, and to recognize you're going to have thorns and you're going to be stretched, but don't be stressed. Uh, 
And I, I, I feel this passage here kind of highlights for me the word that a guy wants me to talk to you. The, the Apostle Paul talks to the church in Rome and he starts off, let me just talk about this for a moment. He talks, he starts off in chapter, just fifth chapter in verse one with the word therefore. And anytime you see therefore, you need to ask what is it therefore? Why is therefore there? Therefore means he's connecting what he's about to say with what he has just said. Therefore, and, and so what did he, what, what, what is he connecting? You go, if you go back to chapter four, in fact, from verses 13 through the end of the chapter, uh, he is talking about the fact that God grants promises through faith. That's what he spends chapter four, verses 13 through 25 talking about. He's talking about the fact, and I, and I love this right here, he says, and he gives us an example of Abraham who got a promise from God and that promise became a reality because he had faith, because he believed God, because he trusted God. And that's what he spends this, this verses 13 through 25 talking about, trusting God. In verse 20 of chapter four, look at, look at this real quick. Chapter, chapter I, didn't, I didn't give this to my AV team, but in verse 20 uh, of chapter four, it says, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. It, even though here he was approaching 100 years old and the promise had not been manifested, the promise had not been fulfilled. God had promised him that he would be the father of a great nation. But here he is approaching his 99th year and he has yet to see the promise fulfilled through his wife, Sarah. They are both past childbearing age. But I love this, it says in verse 20, he did not waver the promise of God through unbelief. But look at this, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. He said, even though it had not come to pass, he still believed God. Now, I don't know what you're believing God for, but I believe that there's some people here today who are believing, has got a promise from God and you've been praying and hoping and trusting and it hasn't come to reality, it hasn't come to pass. As a matter of fact, when you look at the circumstances of your life, sometimes it looks like it's going in the opposite direction of what the promise was. And sometimes you lose faith, you lose hope. But Abraham did not waver at the promise of God by, un by losing his faith and, and becoming an unbeliever, but he was strengthened in faith, verse 20. He was strengthened in faith and he gave glory to God. Verse 22 says, and therefore it is accounted to him for righteousness. This man, verse 22 of chapter four, says, because he believed God, even though circumstances said otherwise, God accounted it to him for righteousness. It put him in right standing with God because he dared to believe God even though the circumstances said contrary. I hope y'all are getting that right there. That's profound, it's powerful, it's amazing, it's important, it's significant. That God wants us to believe and trust in him and have our confidence in him even though the circumstances say otherwise. And then when we get to chapter five, he says, therefore, I like it. Therefore, since Abraham got accounted to be a righteous person because of his faith and he saw the thing come to pass, therefore, since he believed God, even though circumstances said contrary, therefore, 
having been justified by faith. We are justified. We, you and I, when we put our faith in Jesus, we believe that he died on the cross for our sins and was buried and rose again from the dead. When we have our faith in what he did on the cross for our salvation, therefore, having been justified, put in right standing with God through faith, not through baptism, not through church membership, not through paying your tithes and offerings, even though all of those things are great things, even, but that's not what puts us in right standing with God. What puts us in right standing with God is faith. Therefore, having been justified by faith, verse 1, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have a relationship with the Master. We have peace with God. Look, matter... <laughs> In fact, there are several things that we have because, based on what this, these verses say. We have, uh, because of our faith in the Lord Jesus, we have peace with God. And then look at what verse 2 says. Look at verse 2. It says, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace. So we not only have peace with God, we also by our faith, we have access by faith into this grace. We get grace, the grace of God. You've heard me talk about the grace of God. Grace is when God gives you the power and the ability and the desire to do what you're supposed to do and be what you're supposed to be. God gives us this grace. I love that right there. We have access to this grace in which we are now standing and we have the ability to rejoice in hope. We have hope. We have the capacity and the ability to hope in, in what? To hope in God's glory. We have hope that God's going to glorify himself. And let me tell you something. When God shows up in your circumstance, he will get the glory. When everybody else watched you go through what you went through and, and we see you come through with the victory and see God work it out for you, God will get the glory. All of this leads us to what I want to talk about today. All of this access, therefore, since we have all of this access to God and we have uh, been justified by faith and we have the peace of God and we have the grace of God and we have a hope in God. Therefore, it says right here, look at this verse uh, number three. It says, and not only that, not only do we have all those things, not only that, and not only do we have all of these things, not only that, but we also, here he is, glory in tribulation. Ooh, let me let me just are y'all are y'all with me? I have have uh, I, I hope I'm not confusing you, but I want you to get this. We glory in tribulations. We that word glory means to boast, to brag. Here's here's what it says. We are shouting in tribulation. We are celebrating. We are giving, we are bragging on God in the midst of our circumstance. See, see, the, the world doesn't understand that. The world doesn't understand how can you shout and dance and celebrate God when all hell is broken loose? How can you raise your hands and open your mouth and give God the glory and all hell has gone wrong in your life? But guess what? Because we have faith and a relationship with him, we know that we don't have to wait until the battle is over. We can go ahead and give God a shout right now in the midst of whatever we're going through. That's what distinguishes us from other people. We have confidence in God. That's what, that's what it is all about. The fact that God gives us the capacity and the ability and the knowledge to glory in our tribulations. 
to give God a shout and to give God a praise, even though we haven't seen the manifestation of what it is we are hoping for. But we have confidence, we have faith, we deep down believe and know that somehow, some way, God is going to work it out. I don't know who I'm preaching to today, but I know that somebody here today is going through some tribulation. We rejoice, we rejoice, we glory in the midst of our tribulations. And, and I, that's what I love about this passage right here. It says we glory in tribulations. We, we shout and give God the praise. Somebody say, well, how in the world can you shout in the midst of a tribulation? Y'all do, a tribulation means pressure. It means you got, you got pressure coming from all sides. I, I, let me tell you something. Let me, can I tell y'all something? Let me tell you something. You know, diamonds are made from pressure. It's the pressure of the earth pressing against the stone until it, it, becomes, it becomes a diamond. It's, it's, it's the pressure of it. And God is, all of us are diamonds in the rough. We, we God is trying to shape and make us. And, 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 here, and, here, and here's what I'm trying to get you to see right here. It says, it says, we also glory in tribulations. And here's why we can do it. Because we're diamonds in the rough. God's making us a diamond. But here's what he says. Knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. I didn't think anybody would shout on that, but here's what he's trying to tell us. Here's why, here, here, there, there are three reasons why we can celebrate and shout in the midst of our tribulation. And the first one is perseverance. What is perseverance? The word perseverance means, and the, it means to be able to be cheerful, to cheerfully endure. In, in other words, it means that my disposition while I'm going through what I'm going through is I've learned how to smile while I'm going through it. Now, 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 I want you to get this. I want you to write this down because I, I look back over my life and now as I look back, I can celebrate uh, and, and I know that no matter what I go through now, that I know God's going to somehow bring me out on the other side of my trials and I'm going to be better for it. All things are going to work together for my good. I know when I come out on the other side, I'm going to be a winner and not a loser. And I've had enough experience with God and enough exposure to God and I've gone through enough challenges with God that when I look back, I know that I can have the confidence that he will be no different now than what he has done for me in my past. And so when I've gone through tribulations, it gives me the capacity and the ability to persevere, to be able to smile while I'm going through it because I just, I just got to wait to see how is God going to work it out because I know he will. I know he's going to do something spectacular. I know he's going to do something amazing. I know he's going to work it out. Preach, preach on, Pastor. I know he's going to do something great so I can glory in my tribulations because it has worked in me perseverance. I have the capacity to go to take a licking and keep on ticking, to go through the hell I'm going through and keep on smiling. Now this is important because if you're not careful when you go through some troubles and when you go through tribulations, if you're not careful, you have, you, if, you don't, if you don't get a hold of this, you can become bitter. You can become angry. You can be resentful toward God. I've met enough people in life who are bitter toward God because they didn't like the way things went and what, what went on in their life. They didn't like it, but they don't know. They, they, they don't understand that God's working all things together for their good. 
But thanks be to God, we can glory. We, 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 are, we have a relationship with God. We have a walk with God. We know him. And so we can glory in our tribulation because we know it's working perseverance. It's helping us to be able to give God a shout. You would never know that God could work a problem out in your life if you never went through anything. You would never know that he's a problem-solving, miracle-working, delivering God if you had never been in that kind of a situation. Preach on, Pastor Jenkins. I'm doing the best that I can. I'm trying to get you. So we, 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 we know he has worked. Tribulation works perseverance. It gives us the capacity to be able to endure and be cheerful while we're going through it. Why? Because we've seen God work it out before. But hold up. It doesn't stop there. There's a second thing he says right here. Right, all of it. Right here in verse number three. He says, uh, and a verse uh, and uh, verse number four and perseverance does this work. It works character. Somebody say character. Holler back character. Character. That word character means to have been tested and proven to be trustworthy. You've gone through the test and you can be trusted. That's what character means. See, we have we have a lot of people in society uh, in our, especially, we have a lot of people in leadership roles who don't have character. They, 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 they don't know. They, 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 they haven't gone. Th they haven't passed the test. They, they haven't demonstrated that they can be trusted. They haven't demonstrated that they have the wherewithal to endure the challenges that they that 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 they've been faced with. And so God says, I, I want to make. I want to I want to produce some character in you. You know, uh, when you have a gold ring before it became a gold ring or a gold necklace on that gold was mixed in the earth with the dirt. It was it was connected with some dirt. And so what they do is they put the they put the gold and the dirt and the mud and whatever it's mixed with. They put it in a furnace and they heat the furnace up. And then the, the, the gold becomes a liquid and separates itself from the dirt. And then when it cools off, you got pure gold. Oh, y'all missed a great spot to say amen. See, some of you are going through the furnace of a fire and God is burning off and separating the, 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 the impurities and the impure thoughts and the impure heart and the impure motives. God's making us pure gold. And that's when you got character, when, when, when you, you know you can be trusted. You've gone through the test and you've demonstrated that you are capable of being, per, in, in being, being trusted. The impurities are rising to the top. God is skimming the impurities away. And when it's all said and done, you will be a reflection of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He says your perseverance leads you to the development of your character. I love that. It makes me want to shout right there. It makes me want to give God the praise that I know he has shaped my character and he is shaping your character. Romans 8, later on in this Roman, book of Romans, he says that God will put you through whatever it takes to put you through in order to help you become the image of his son. So, so he's trying to shape your character. That's what it's all about. I say this all the time and I want to say it again. Life is about God shaping your character to be, to be a reflection of the character of Almighty God. 
And so you gotta, you gotta go through some hell, you gotta go through some troubles and some trials and some tribulations, but when you come out, you'll be like pure gold. You will have character and you will reflect the nature of Jesus Christ. But he doesn't stop there, there's, a, there's yet a third thing. Y'all got that perseverance, character, and, this, and look at this, here's the last thing it says right here in verse number four, and character works hope. Somebody say hope, hope, hope. What is that? Expectations. The word hope means expectations, that I have, an expe I have the capacity and the ability to have an expectation in God. My trials that I have persevered and made it through gives me the ability to have hope that God will make a way for yes, me. I have watched God take me through my past tribulations and I can glory in tribulations because I know when it's all said and done, I've got, I've got the hope that God's going to make all things work together for my good. He shapes my hope. We are people of hope. Here's why I can glorify. Here's why I can dance. Here's why I can shout. Here's why I can raise my hands while I'm in the middle of my trials and in the middle of my tribulations because I've got hope. God has worked some hope inside of me. I know he's fighting my battles. I know he's defending me. I know he's going to lift me up. I know I'm coming out of it. I know it's going to all work out. Hallelujah. I've got hope. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest phrase, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking stand. What am I saying to you today? I'm simply saying to you today, we are people who have a relationship with Jesus and because we have faith in him, we are glorifying, we are giving God the glory in the midst of our tribulations. Don't have to wait till it's over. Don't have to wait till it's solved. Don't have to wait till I see it manifested. I can go ahead by just the knowledge of what I know about God and give him the glory and then give him the praise and give him the shout. Why? Because I know these things are working together for my good. He, I, I'm going to be a person who can, will have perseverance and I'll have character and I will have hope. Now, I don't know who I'm preaching to today, but whoever you is, I know that's not good English, but that's good preaching. Whoever you are, I guess I should say, but whoever you is and whoever you are, I need you to know and I need you to understand that God wants you to learn in the middle of whatever has got the tears running down your eyes. He wants you to know that you can glory in the midst of your tribulations, that you can brag and boast and celebrate that though it might be painful today, when you come out on the other side, God's going to work it all out. Doesn't it seem apparent at the moment? It doesn't look like it's relevant right now. I know you're saying to yourself, how, how can I celebrate in the midst of this drama? We do it by faith. Abraham, by faith, believed God, did not waver in the promises of God. He didn't waver, the scripture says. And it was accounted to him for righteousness. And I'm telling you today, don't waver, but believe God's working it out. 
who, are, who maybe you're here today, whoever I'm talk, talking to, maybe you're somebody here today, and you don't know the Lord Jesus. You have not accepted him as your, your, your master, your savior. You have not received forgiveness of sins. It's my job to tell you that Jesus Christ died on the cross so you could have life and have it more abundantly, so you could be forgiven of your sins, so you could have, you could have a relationship with this God through his son, Jesus Christ. I know the world says there's multiple roads, but no, there's one road. I was in the store the other day and I met a, a gentleman and, and he said he used to go to church, but he stopped going to church. And I said, why you stop going to church? Why you stop trusting in God? He says, because I, I think there's multiple, I don't think there's only one way. I, and, and I said to him, you know, I'd like to talk to you about that because you, you, that's your opinion and you're putting, you're putting your confidence in your opinion but your opinion might be wrong I'm telling you to put your trust and confidence in what the scripture says and Jesus said I am the way the truth and the life no man can come unto the father but by me that's what he said only one way only one way to God and that's through Jesus Christ there are not multiple roads. All roads don't lead to heaven. One road leads to heaven, and that's through Jesus Christ. You've been listening to FBCG Live with Pastor John K. Jenkins Sr. Even though things may not have come to fruition, still keep the faith. You must know that your tribulations are working for your good. If you've been blessed by this message and would like to help us reach more people through this ministry, please click the link in the podcast description or visit our website, fbcglenarden.org slash give to donate. Thank you for joining us. We hope that you'll subscribe so that you'll never miss an episode. Be sure to tune in next week.